0: Welcome to the Marie Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome, everyone, to the Marie Cherry Show. This is Marie. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday evening. It's a little windy out there, um, but when I was driving from Kirkland to Bellevue, the sun was definitely coming out, um, so... Another typical kind of almost summer day here in Kirkland, what do you think, or in Bellevue?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it's really time that... uh,
0: The sun came out. The sun came
1: out, you know, (laughs) I'm not one to complain about that much, but get me started on some of that summertime weather. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I would like to continue with that. Me too, yeah. (laughs)
0: In fact, I'm, you know, born and raised here and I rarely complain about the weather, I mean... But I've been thinking, okay, San Jose, um, Santa Monica, you know, all the Sands. Hmm, all do I want to move or go on a nice vacation? What would I like? Um,
1: oh, there's the sun for There a it goes. Yeah, thanks.
0: it's glaring right now through the studio window. Um, tonight, actually, my mother is answering the phone. Um, her name is Patricia. So if you call in, and we do already have callers on the line waiting to um, ask their questions, say hi to my mom for me. So um, thanks, Mom, for coming in and taking care of all of us here at the radio station. Tonight we're gonna talk about the first chakra, so the root chakra. And the root chakra is the foundation for your entire energetic system. And if you want a visual of it, you can go to my website, click on um, a little link on the homepage that says Energy Medicine, and then click on a highlighted area that says the seven primary chakras, and you'll be able to um, print out a PDF that's in color about the chakra system. Um, So know that that's available for you. It's a tool that I use all the time when I'm teaching, and um, I'm happy that And we have it on the website, and you can print it off whenever you want to. So you can also let your friends know or family members. So the root chakra is actually in the pelvic floor, the tip. Because when I look at chakras, um, once I dive into them, they turn into cones. So most traditional texts will show you pictures of spheres in the body, and they certainly can look that way. Um, But when I start to dive into a chakra, they literally turn into a vortex or a cone. And the root chakra for me... The tip is on the pelvic floor, right in the perineum, and then it extends to about mid-thigh. The color is meant to be deep, deep red. It's, it's supposed to imitate blood because it's all about first family, how you felt growing up, your connection to your parents, your siblings, the homes you lived in, the schools you attended. Did you feel nurtured, loved, and safe um, is what it means. And anatomically, it affects the hips all the way down to the toes, every bone, muscle, and tendon. I think I just said that. Didn't I just say that? No, I did. (laughs) Okay, I said it twice. So maybe everyone needs to hear it again, including the sciatic nerve, um, the colon, and the coccyx. It also has a secondary responsibility to all the blood in your body and also your bone marrow and all of the bones in your body. So it's a very big chakra. It's highly important. And so how you felt growing up, if you haven't healed issues that needed to be healed, that's where some disease processes could lurk. Um, So it's really important to be grounded and be present and we're going to continue this conversation about the root chakra for the hour and in between we're going to take phone calls and we have callers on the line.
1: Yeah, we already have a full group of people waiting. Wonderful. We've got uh, Susan on the line from Ellensburg.
0: Great. Hi, Susan. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what can I do for you tonight?
2: Well, I was calling about um, to get some insight on a health issue I've been having, and it was really interesting to hear you talk about the first chakra, because um, I went into the hospital for a week, and it was all about my blood, and they took out some bone marrow. Wow. And um, it kind of still a little bit of a mystery about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: I'm and sorry, I go ahead. I have some
2: stuff going on now that I'm out of the hospital. I'm having lumps hard lumps appear in my veins
0: wow. mm-hmm. on my
2: hand, and it's kind of going up my arm. And hmm. So they did an ultrasound today, and it's...
0: <laughs> and they're not <laughs> sure know. what it is, right? I
2: found out I'm anemic, and I found out... But all my blood stuff is still down.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you um, that your bone marrow, at least I'm assuming, is okay, you know, because they didn't give you any mysterious diagnosis with your bone marrow. Correct? No, they've
2: ruled out something. They seem to have ruled out
0: Yay. Congratulations. Oncology, great. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And, yeah. and maybe I needed to repeat all the anatomy for the root chakra or as you eloquently put it, the first chakra, because that's really, it's more traditional name um, so that we could all be on the same page when you called. <laughs> oh. And so I'm very sorry for your health issues. And I'm really glad that you're getting good medical care and, you know, even having the scans um, to see what your vessels were doing or your tissues, because I'm really in your tissues more when I look at the areas, um, the lumps that you described. Mm. Um, so, you know, maybe there's some autoimmune system, you know, situation going on along with first family. So what are your feelings about growing up? You know, what what when I ask you that question, what are some of the first thoughts that come to you about childhood?
2: Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty good childhood uh-huh. and, and, um, you know, a lot of activity, sisters, and also kind of emotionally shut down. Right. And right now I happen to be living with my parents ah. who are in some, my dad's in some real health challenges,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's
2: the end of the life health
0: challenges. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: um, so it's just a bunch of circumstances. I've had a really bad couple of years, and he made a lot of bad choices. And so part of me is like kind of feeling freaky about, am I bringing this all about because I'm really negative or And then I get really fearful, like stop being negative, stop being negative, and then I get afraid, like, (laughs) and that's kind of a hard cycle. But I'm, I'm really, I'm doing a lot of, um, doing a process called lifespan integration, Mm -hmm. and and it's, it's helping me to kind of stabilize Mm -hmm. a lot of my early stuff. But I feel like a lot of it's really um,
0: challenging, triggered by just being in a home situation. Right. And that's how I would describe it is that you have been triggered. You know, once you said that you're living with your parents, I'm like, okay, you know, this is not a coincidence. This is a synchronicity and you have an opportunity to heal something that's probably been locked in your psyche and in your t- tissues and your cells, including your blood cells, right? And now it's showing up. So here's an exercise that I'm, I'm going to recommend. But first, what I'm feeling most, first and foremost, you know, at, I mean, while you were speaking about your father, is I feel a tremendous guilt from you. And, yeah. and one of the things that I think is interesting, I think people who are kind and compassionate as you are, they tend to feel responsible for the choices even their parents make. A lot of children um, tend to try to be healers to their entire family. Because children are incredibly sensitive, and and they can sense when there's chaos or problems in the family. And even though you you described your family as okay, average, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm rating it like a 4.5, you know, so, which isn't horrible, of course, you know, 4.5 out of 10. But it's not great, you know. Um, And so maybe some of also your first description about it isn't really how you really feel about it. you Because know, I think sometimes we try to forget about it and make, well, it wasn't that bad. Or, and, and it's not about blaming anyone. It's just about accepting the feelings that you had regarding it. So one of the first things I would love for you to do is to give your family, whomever's in your family, permission to have the life that they've chosen because you're not responsible for their choices or their outcomes. Your job is just to be responsible to yourself and be a good individual, which when I look at you historically, you are. That's how you look to me. Um, And then second and foremost, um, uh, you know, behind this releasing of guilt is I think it would be really wonderful for you in your mind's eye to kind of recreate some childhood experiences where your parents and siblings or whomever showed up just truly adoring you and cherishing you and loving you. Uh And so if you could, in your mind's eye, recreate some experiences, because everyone has a higher self. Have you heard of that term before? Yeah. Okay. So every human being has a higher self and everyone's higher self wishes they had showed up in relationship, loving and nurturing to all the people they've met while they were here on earth. And, you know, we're not perfect individuals. We all do the best we can. So imagine whether it's your father's higher self or your mother's. And quite frankly, I'm going to be a little bit harder on your mom than your dad. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just energetically how I feel. Um, and then a couple siblings <laughs> mm-hmm. and so if you could allow those the higher self of those people come into your heart and your mind basically, and let them show up really, really cherishing you, um I think you 'll begin to start to change some of the cellular activity that you 're having in your body and I want you to be grateful that they didn't f- that the so far Western medicine hasn 't found anything wrong with you it's right. it 's better to be not labeled than to go, "Oh great, now I have this, you know,
2: yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm kind of a mystery. I feel like there's something in me that's kind of attached to like I don't know. I had a really odd when they called me back and they said, "Oh, your blood is fine." At some point, like you're you're great. You're, like you're you're not great on the white, but you're building up. And I don't know. It was like this weird. Like I had some sort of like letdown. Mm-hmm, but, and I don't know if it's because I was like I didn't have an answer. Right. It th- made me feel. I mean, that made me feel like. Wow,
0: you are so messed up. No, and that's very common. I have so many people who come into my office, and a lot of people come to me because people don't know what's wrong with them, right? And mm-hmm. my job is to help them at least find out and gain the tools to heal themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they are kind of deflated, and they wish they were something because they're not feeling good. And, and, and now it kind of looks more of a psychological problem, perhaps for some people. And it doesn't really matter. What, what matters is disease processes take a while before they show up in Western medicine. That's the truth of it. Our diagnostic tools aren't as sophisticated as they will be sometime in the future. And when you're kind of in that gray area where some things have shown up but nothing definitive, count your blessings. Because, you know, once that's written down in a chart, you know, it's hard to kind of walk away from a written diagnosis. It's, it's more challenging. And so be okay with that. And the feeling that you felt is actually very normal and common that I actually, you know, hear from people all the time. Uh-huh. So celebrate that nothing has definitively showed up at this time in, in your body. You're lucky. You're fortunate. And yeah. now you're going to take this opportunity to begin to heal yourself. And yeah. I, I think this has a lot to do with your first family because, of course, we talked about all these areas that they're looking for anyway. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. What um, they're looking for. Well, I mean, you know, the areas that they were looking in your blood and your marrow, and it's all connected to the first chakra. There's yeah. A, there's yeah,
2: a, and I'm really, I'm really just, I really create a lot of instability for myself so that I'm, I'm, I'm living in this home, but I have no other home. I sort of gave that up. Mm-hmm. So it's just. It's really weird to find myself where I'm at, and it's really, you know, when I was in the hospital, I had such a, such a profound kind of, I don't know, lasted a day or two where I just felt so disappointed, and like I haven't followed my soul, and then mm-hmm. when I come back and I'm staying at my folks' house, and it just makes me feel like... Wow. Well, well,
0: I would agree with that. I would agree that you've abandoned yourself to take care of other people. Mm. And and I think that in and I think that's lovely and if that's <laughs> something no, really, if that's something you really wanted to do, then then great. But when it's mm. when people do things they don't really want to do, it takes four times the amount of energy to do it. It's exhausting, it's depleting. It's important to do what really makes you happy. And so if taking care of people, even loved ones, isn't going to make you smile, then alternatives need to be re- you know created other siblings need to help out higher needs to, you know help needs to be hired things uh-huh. need to shift because it's depleting you of energy and then we have two sick people instead of one yeah, yeah. so right. here's an exercise that I'm going to rec- recommend that you do other than the one that I already described okay. and it's a stomping exercise you're going to stomp around the house which will open up secondary chakras on the bottom of your feet and begin to feed that first chakra and you're going to punch fists towards the ground as you stomp and you're going to do this for about a minute and you're going to repeat a phrase for that minute, and the phrase is, um, "I'm here, I'm staying, I deserve to be here, and I live here in joy," because I'm here I'm uh-huh, staying, I deserve to be here,
2: deserve to be here,
0: and I live here in joy,
2: and I live here
0: in joy. because yeah, part of the root chakra is about being in a human form, learning how to function in the human reality, and feeling like this is home. And, and it sounds like you're not feeling that way. And so no, no wonder more of the root chakra is, is having difficulty in your life. Feeling right.
2: like wherever we're at is home or right. feeling like our body is home?
0: Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that your body is home because wherever you are, you're home. You know, so oh, And okay. I know right now it's a complicated situation, and I hope that you work to rectify this so that you don't use four times the amount of energy just to live in the family home and take care of your dad, that you get some help. And, yeah. and maybe even find some different living circumstances so that you can recuperate and keep your body healthy and not have a diagnosis a year or two from now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So I wish you the best of luck, and I'm sending you tons of light to you. Thank and you. You're welcome. And your okay. dad. And your dad as well. You know, I Thank wish- you. You're welcome. I wish the time he has here left on Earth to be as pain-free as possible and, you know, f- surrounded by people who love him and a healthy transition. I really wish that for him. All right. And Thank s- you very much. You're welcome. My blessings okay. to you and keep me posted. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So yeah, now we know why we had to say the root chakra anatomy twice, mm-hmm. because our very first caller was having root chakra problems. So a great topic for tonight, we're talking about the root chakra, which is the first chakra in a series of seven. The point of the of the vortex, because all chakras to me look like cones, when I stare into them, they turn into a cone. They may look like spheres in many traditional texts, they'll look like spheres that line the center of the body. And the first chakra, the point is in the pelvic floor and extends about mid-thigh, spins and a clockwise direction as all chakras do if you're looking at the face of the cone. And um and along with that, um, it's the color of red, or at least we hope it is the color of red. So why don't we go ahead and go to our next caller.
1: Okay, we've got uh, Marisol on the line from Puala.
0: Hi Marisol. Hello. Hi, how are you?
3: I'm good, how are you?
0: I am great. What can I do is for it, you?
3: Isn't Marie?
0: This is Marie. Oh hi. hi. Um,
3: well, I'm calling you. My ex-husband referred me to you, but anyway, I'm calling here. I'm just wondering. I have um, a migraine a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering what could trigger it.
0: Yeah, what can trigger the migraines? Yeah, and I'm so yeah. sorry because those are just no fun and sometimes difficult to treat. So I'm I'm sorry that you're having those difficulties. Well, the sixth chakra, which is in the center of the head. Um, because it governs the brain, then that's generally where migraines uh, originate from. And in in your case and many other people, it means that you're blocking your intuition. Mm -hmm. So it means that you're not listening to your inner voices, to the knowingness that you have, that you're not following your own guidance system and that you may be kind of pushing through or stubbornly pushing through something where your guidance system is saying, please don't or please do so. So in Uh other words, you're ignoring your guidance. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you notice that about yourself, that you don't listen to your own inner voice? Oh yeah,
3: like, I know I'm hungry, and I said, well, I have to do this. I have to finish this. I can eat later on, and then later on, I'm not hungry, and then all of a sudden, I feel like, okay, I'm having my migraine again. Yeah. I wish I just ate. I wish right. I ate. I think those kind of things, I'm going to, like, you know... Right. I'm kind of stubborn, I would say.
0: Right. And, and most intuitive people are stubborn, just so you know. So it's a good characteristic to have when you activate a lot of intuition. There's a good quality to stubbornism. Um, however, it's important for everyone to understand if indeed to be, being stubborn is an issue for them, that the stubbornness is trying to tell you something. When you're being stubborn, it means you need to listen to something, not that you need to walk away from it or pretend that it's not there. It's trying uh-huh. to get your attention and that's why you feel this resistance about it. And so it sounds like maybe even some of your headaches are more hypoglycemic related as well.
3: Yeah. yeah. In fact, you know what? I just went to my doctor today and talked about it and she said, well, do you feel like you're shaking because hypoglycemic can trigger absolutely the migraine and I said you know what in fact I just had like on the way to the doctor's office mm-hmm. I was I was hungry and I'm like well I'm just gonna finish I'm just gonna you know not gonna eat I'm just gonna eat until I'm done with the doctor and while waiting in the waiting area I have migraine so bad Aww. and I had to close my eyes all the the whole entire time while I'm waiting for the doctor because I had migraine, and I would start shaking and I was looking for something in my purse to eat because right. I usually carried something, you know. Yeah, I couldn't find it. But so, so basically, so, hypoglycemic can trigger absolutely migraine. You
0: bet. You know, my whole family, from my mother to my cousins. I don't know all about my aunts and my uncles, but all my siblings, were. we run hypoglycemic. And Uh so that means that for, you know, and I don't get headaches, thankfully, but I can get very frustrated. My kids will even know, Mom, when was the last time you ate? And so Uh keeping protein around as long as you can tolerate protein and it's a part of your diet would be great. Having nuts, because protein lasts longer. It can break down into sugars. It takes more time for it to break down rather than sugary food which breaks down very quickly as absorbs you know fast into the cells and and then you have too much insulin in your blood system if you have if you're eating too high fructose or high sugar foods and then you're backed up being hypoglycemic again because you don't Mm -hmm. have enough so eating you know having snacks around really healthy snacks that are fruit sweetened um of course, having some fruit around, too, and some vegetables, but having protein rich food in your car, mm-hmm. in your purse, okay. you know, just keep, put it in drawers um, so that when you start to feel hungry, that urge to eat, you'll have something that will sustain you before you can go down and eat a great meal, you know, or go to a restaurant or wherever you need to go. Yeah. Uh,
3: one question I sure. have is that stress. Can trigger your migraine
0: too. Absolutely. You bet. Stress yeah is a, a very common trigger for migraines and, and I think part of the stress is because again, I think migraines are caused from people who are very intuitive and who don't listen to their intuition. And and mm-hmm. the reason why people who are advanced perhaps or above average in their intuition is because they need it. They don't do very well without their intuition when it comes to make decisions. So when mm-hmm. you're not utilizing your intuition, that could cause anxiety for you and a lot of stress because yeah,
3: I have an anxiety too. I, I don't know how. Sometimes I'm pretty good about handling it, but one night, like last Saturday, i um, I think that was because I had migraine right that night, right. Saturday night, and then I took some Tylenol. And then the nurse that I was asking, she told me, "Oh, the one that I just gave you, it was not a Tylenol. It was an Excedrin." Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes after that, I took the excedrin. I have, I I could not breathe at all. Oh, I could so not sad. breathe. I have, like, the doctor came in, checked on me, and then checked my blood pressure. It was like 168, over 100. My heart rate went up to 195. Mm-hmm. They took me to ER, and I don't know what's going on. I just... Sometimes I'm having a um, palpitation in my heart if right. I have
0: migraine. Right, right. And well I don't
3: know what it is. I well, could
0: not. Well, a migraine, is it causes pain, and that can cause anxiety and stress, too. And it, it just sounds like you're over the top, you know, that there's just... You know, Way too much going on all at the same time. And uh-huh. one of the things that I would recommend that I think would be really great for you is to learn to relax and learn to calm down, even if that's through meditation or doing some yoga. Because you run uh-huh. very high energy from what I can see from here in Bellevue as I'm looking uh-huh. at you energetically in Puyallup. Um, And so it's going to be important for you to kind of learn how to run your energy in a more calm and relaxed way so that you can remember to eat a bag of nuts, you know, and then listen to your guidance system and make choices that cause less anxiety. So you're basically getting a warning. It's kind of like Uh your body is saying, look, we can't continue on. In the way that we have been without some problems happening. And so how can we get Mary Saul to pay attention to her wonderful intuition? And that's what your body's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to need to learn how to have some time out and to ha- you know, how to take some deep breaths and mm-hmm. to take really good care of yourself. You know what I would love for you to do is every day look in the mirror and look directly into your eyes and say, I'm learning to love this woman in the mirror I'm, mm-hmm. I'm learning to believe she's amazing. I'm learning to be proud of her. Could you do that okay. for me? Because I, yeah. I think if you start to gain some self-worth and a higher level of self-love, then it'll be easier to eat the nuts and then easier to take some deep breaths and sit down and learn and know that you can trust yourself, that you have yeah. great insight and judgment. But sometimes you have to be quiet to listen to it.
3: Yeah, You know what I do once in a while if I have like during my break time, because I work in the hospital. Wow. I have 30 minutes break. So yeah. I go downstairs because I work in third floor. So I go downstairs in second floor. We have a chapel there. Wonderful. sit there for like about, I would say about five minutes and start thinking and praying, you know. And after that, I feel so good. Even if good. I have migraine. migraine, yeah. I just noticed that. I guess I need some time just for myself. Absolutely. You bet. I realized
0: that. I just realized that not too long ago. Good for you. So you've already answered, you know, you've let your intuition guide you to an area of the hospital where you can sit and rest and have a quiet moment and you notice Uh that it makes you feel a whole lot better. So I would continue doing that regularly even if you need to go to the chapel twice a day. You know, even if you need to do it first thing in the morning or before you get in the car after Uh work including your 30-minute break. That's what I would start doing and I think you'll be Pleasantly surprised with the answers that come to you and the way yeah, that you're feeling better.
3: Yeah, even if I'm just using the bathroom, I'm stay there for like at least five minutes and just sit there and you know, yeah, kind of like close my eyes. That's what I Good. do. I just, I don't know. I think I'm just overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you have a lot on your plate, and so yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Okay. All right. Thank Thank you. thank you so much. And keep me posted. I lo- we love to hear about how everyone's Hello, doing. I
3: think my husband, my ex-husband is very hooked up to your
0: show. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so hopefully one of you will give us a heads up and tell him thank you for referring you today and calling in.
4: Yeah,
0: okay, right. Thank him. you. Alrighty, thank All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, well, bye bye. So we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Marie Manucherry show. We've got some people on hold. And so when we come back from our break, we'll be back to the phones answering phone calls. And what are those numbers again, Tom?
1: If people would like to give us a call today, they can go ahead and do that at 1-877-825-8828. That number one more time, 877-825-8828.
0: And we'll be right back with the Marie Cherry Show.
1: The Marie Cherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation.
5: On June 7th, Marie teaches a new class called Healing Our Children's Health Issues here in Seattle. Currently, the United States has over 300,000 children diagnosed with autism. That's basically one out of every 150 children. We also have over 2 million children with Attention Deficit Disorder. New research suggests that our children are experiencing autoimmune deficiencies that are affecting their brains. The solar plexus, or third chakra, governs the immune system energetically the human race is collectively working on their solar plexus the solar plexus is about self-love perhaps our children are teaching us on a core level how to love each other no matter what come to this one day seminar and learn techniques on how to enhance a healthy immune system how to heal our children ourselves and our world for more information call 425-825-5671 or visit marie on the web at energyintuitive.com
2: Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m.
0: And we're back with the Marie Manu Cherry Show where energy and medicine meet. I had a little chat with my mom during the break and she said someone had called in and said that they weren't able to listen online. So here's two ways, two options. Because, you know, we are streamed all over the country. In fact, we get phone calls from Mexico and Canada. So you can reach it even outside of the United States. And of course, the toll-free number goes along with that. So if you're having a hard time connecting online, you have a couple options. One, you can go to 1150kknw.com and they have it all set up for their broadband um, so that it can be streamed or you can go to my website which is energyintuitive.com click on the radio show um, button on the home page and right now there's a button that says that I'm live you can click on that and that will stream you so you got a couple choices and I hope whoever called in was able to listen to the show today so And again, I'm just thanking my mom, Patricia, for um, taking the phone call. So if you call in, just say hi to Patricia. She'll appreciate the, the hello. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. We're talking about the first chakra today, the root chakra. And so who do we have on the phone, Tom? We've got Anne on the line. Hi, Anne. Hello, Anne. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you?
6: I'm pretty good. How are you? I
0: am great.
6: Good.
0: What can I do for you tonight?
6: Well, I had a few questions. Uh, all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, I started having different weird kind of health things come up. Sure. And um, one of them is I uh, swallowed. I was eating, and I swallowed a temporary cap on my tooth. Ouch! Yeah, and you know that wasn't too bad. But then, like three um, three days later, or so I started having a lot of pain. A lot in the of mouth. Pain. Um. Pardon?
0: In, in your mouth?
6: No, in my stomach. In your
0: GI. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, and um, it lasted for, it, I don't know, about three days. I went to the doctor and he gave me some medicine for uh-huh. irritable bowel uh-huh. syndrome and gas and stuff, but he thought it was an infection and mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I took the medicine. It was really strong until I could wean myself off because it had a lot of side effects Right. Um, that I read. and. It's better, although it was a little odd this morning. But I was concerned that maybe it was, like, lodged in there, although it's
0: unlikely. Right. It's it's unlikely. And I think it was a good idea you took the medication because, you know, our mouth harbors a lot of bacteria. Mm-hmm. And you had that cap on there for a while, you know. and. Oh. Yeah, and then it went down your intestinal tract and maybe deposited or left a few little friends uh-huh. along the way. And, and so, I, yeah, I think that was a, a good call. And perhaps you want to, you know, um, take some of the, the yogurts that have the normal flora in it mm-hmm. or some acidophilus. I mean, you might want to ask your physician about that because that could help with the microbes. If indeed you were taking antibiotics or some strong medication that, you know, that could help feed the yeah. intestinal tract, that might be a great idea.
4: Okay.
6: Yeah and the other two things are yeah. um i got like a i don't know my it felt like my tendon in my back of my leg kind of went like it felt like out of place
2: uh-huh.
6: one day mm-hmm. i had just pulled up a carpet and did all the stuff mm-hmm. and now i'm having i think plantar fasciitis mhm and my thumb on my other um on my left hand is all of a sudden I have a trigger finger so it's like <laughs> what's happening you and have a lot of stuff are, like, going on creaking.
0: your bones are creaking <laughs> yeah so interesting <laughs> enough you know the foot the plantar fasciita mm-hmm. and then the creaking bones those are all related to first chakra and which of course we're talking about today so you you've been pulling up carpet but is there been anything else that's like a little unstable are you moving or anything of that nature
6: no, but I'm um, I I lost my dog, mm. and um, I had her for like fifteen years. Wow! In fact, I called you about her. You did, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a huge, huge deal oh, for me. Right.
0: I do remember that phone call. That was a few months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I'm so sorry about your dog passing. By the way, I really Thank am. You. Yeah.
6: Thank you. I I miss her a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel blessed.
0: So, do you talk to her?
6: yeah I good do a lot, actually. good
0: i I think you know because even though beings are no longer in a body when we when we all decide to leave, right whether we're a pet or a human being um we can still have relationships with people mm-hmm. and beings that have been in our lives our pets um my daughter's cat died, I think it was in March, kind of a big deal for our family. he was like the only male in the family, you know surrounded by all these human women and uh and I talk to him all the time He comes and hangs out with me. And my daughter thinks I'm a little nuts, but he really does come and I enjoy his company. Um, yeah. Part of the joint pain is not being able to let go of the past. And the truth is your pet hasn't been gone very long. So no, I,
6: it's actually, it was April 28th.
0: So okay. Not yeah. too long. Not too <laughs> long. So I think you should still give yourself permission to grieve and not feel bad about it or that you need to be faster because it's a pet. You know, many people, their pets are their children. And yeah, they're family members. Absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, give yourself permission to really have this discomfort because it sounds like it's trying to happen in your body, you know, through your foot and your arm and your your creaking bones and then even your tooth. (laughs) Um, And did you have some tooth pain about that or do you still have some? Because um, when you spoke about it, I was a little uncomfortable in my mouth.
6: Really? Mm -hmm. Well, um, it did hurt and mm-hmm. I think it's getting better even though I got a permanent cap on it, it was hurting and now I'm hoping it's better okay. and the cap has come off repeatedly yeah
0: so that's I probably the problem with
6: caps although I shouldn't say that now it's going to be good
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, what I would do is go back in even though you have a permanent um, cap on it right now I would go in and just make sure that it's adjusted because perhaps you know the way you bite yeah, is causing some problems and probably that's why it was in your mouth first you know and not in your GI system initially because the tooth is creating some problem oh that's
4: helpful
0: yeah okay. and doctors will do that they'll look at your bite and go hmm, you know because it shouldn't be coming off so it means it needs to be trimmed down in some way or adjusted so that it can stay you know nice and intact and I would just give yourself permission so then the discomfort in your foot and in your arm and your joints will go away because I think you're trying to stop a a normal process. You know, you're strong and you're tough. And and I know you hate to be down and and you're a good confidant for other people. And now it's your turn to be comforted. And I think that if you let people comfort you, then these aches and pains are going to go away.
6: Oh, that's wonderful. That's very helpful. Good, good. Okay, I have one last question right. really
0: quick. Okay, Do you
6: happen to know if my parents are about... <laughs> yeah, they are.
0: They, they both are. Did they fight when they were alive?
6: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, our first years,
0: yes, they okay.
6: apologize profusely, <laughs> and my mom actually went to become a psychologist to figure stuff out.
0: <laughs> well, because yeah. there, there is a couple standing next to you, and they're bickering, and and the, oh. the bickering could be because they're trying to show me who they are, you know, because <laughs> names don't e- easily drop into my head when I look at people on the other side, and so they work really hard to show things that only their loved one would know, you know. <laughs> so, yes, they're around you, and I think they're also doing their best to comfort you during this challenging time and, and give yourself permission to grieve you know thank even you. if it that, takes a whole year yeah, it's okay oh,
6: thank you that's good to hear yeah it's
0: okay just go ahead and cry <laughs> okay <laughs> okay I will. Thank all right you so much. you're welcome have a wonderful evening you too all right bye bye so we're talking about the root chakra which is the first chakra um, a minute before we go to the next caller and, and just so everyone knows we do have some lines open so if you want to give us a call what numbers are those again tom
1: that's 18778258828 then that toll free number one more time 8778258825 wow okay 877-825-8828
0: well you know it's funny because the sun wasn't out and so Tom went ahead and lifted the blinds because it can be pretty glaring here and then now the sun's out which of course I'm happy but now it's all glaring in Tom's eyes (laughs) so um, we do have a few phone lines open and one of the interesting things about the root chakra is that it vibrates to the first layer of your aura which is called the etheric template kind of has two names all the chakras and all the layers of the fields talk to each other all the time but there are some special relationships and so the first chakra and the first layer of the field have a special relationship the etheric template or this first layer of energy it actually has a carbon copy of your physical body on it. So if you've broken a bone or you've lost an organ or you've had even some poor blood problems going on, on the etheric template, all these organs and tissues and cells exist in complete and total health and harmony. So when you're grounded and you're allowing yourself to pull up earth energy, kind of like the exercise that I explained to one of our callers, uh, I believe it was the first one to stomp and punch your you know, fist towards the earth, Um, you're receiving earth energy. It will feed your physical body and the major anatomy that I spoke about, you know, like um, the colon and the coccyx and the bones, muscles, and tendons from the hips on down um, and the sciatic nerves. But it will also feed the etheric template. And then the etheric template's job is to remind your body what health looks like because you have this absolutely gorgeous hologram that's a copy of your physical body in complete and total health. So being grounded is huge. And the first chakra is the foundation of your entire energetic system. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines.
1: Okay, we've got Gabrielle on the line.
0: Great. Hi, Gabrielle.
4: Hi, can you hear me?
0: I can. How are you?
4: Oh, not very well. Not
0: very well. What can I do for you tonight?
4: Well, about like a year ago in May, yes. I, I, I hit a car ran into my car. I don't call it an accident.
0: Okay. <laughs>
4: and i I've had whiplash since then.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry.
4: And my insurance company has now cut me off, so I'm in a lot of pain mm-hmm. because I can't go to the chiropractor. Right. I'm living in poverty. Uh huh. I'm wondering if you can tell me how much longer I have on my contract.
0: On your, oh, you mean to stay here on planet Earth? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really sweet question actually. It's been I've peop, many people have asked me this question just so you know you're not the first one. A lot many of them are a lot older than you though. <laughs> just so you know, they're not quite as young as you. Um he, here's kind of the interesting thing. When people ask me that question, and they're really wanting to go. It probably means they're going to be hanging around longer than they wish. Um, Because there's things for you to learn here still on Earth. And and if you learn them, you probably wouldn't want to go because you'd be happy, having a great time, and then slip away. It's kind of sometimes when we look at people who are really young and and they leave the earth plane and we're like, oh, you know, how did this happen to the young? Well, they learned something that they needed to learn in a really short period of time and they had no desire to leave, but yet they slipped, you know, slipped away. But for most people and people like yourself, you know, who are like, dang, that is enough. I want to get out of this place. Come on, let me out. It it means you got a fair amount of time here. So here's here's what I'm getting. As soon as I was talking to you on the phone, is that it's what 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 is time now? Is it's time for you to change the messages in your head? You kind of don't have a choice anymore. You're smart. You you know how to figure things out. You've read everything under the sun. In fact, when I'm (laughs) really I'm in your house. I'm looking at your books, and I feel like I'm in my house. Um, because I I swear I own every self help book on the planet, which I really don't. But um, yeah,
4: I have quite a library. Yeah, you do.
0: You absolutely do. My children steer me away from that section when we go shopping (laughs) together. Like, Mom, you have enough of those. So now it's time for you to incorporate what you already know. You're going to have to literally stop the negative stuff that's in your head. Okay. You're going to have to, and you're going to have to be diligent at it. It's going to take a lot of energy. Did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Okay, so... I finished
4: because, well, I went for human services, of course, so I could help other people.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 right.
4: And that tends to be my... my, (laughs)
0: Mo, <laughs> right, and you're good at it, and and I think sometimes people who are good at helping others don't always listen best to the advice because they think they all get it figured out, and, and I, I'm speaking of myself as well when I when I say that, you know, and right. and I've had to learn to listen to my friends and people in my life and recognize that they have great wis- wisdom for me and that I need to sit down and listen. So this is one of those moments where I'm asking you to listen. Um, so you know how much work it takes to pass a class in college. It takes, a, you know, you've got to reread it several times. you got to highlight. You've got to make little note cards. Yes. It's, it's not just overnight. You yeah. learn a whole subject matter. You really have to spend significant time. Well, the same thing is about the messages in your brain because okay. your conscious thoughts are feeding your subconscious, and the subconscious thoughts are going to be way worse than the conscious ones. So... If you can work on diligently changing your conscious thoughts, those will, those new thoughts will feed into your subconscious. And then pretty soon, like within maybe three to four months, you're going to notice your external world shifting, but you have to be diligent and dedicated to it. And you know what, Gabrielle, you are worth it. You are worth every moment that you decide to think a happy thought or something positive about you or fall in love with you. You're worth every moment of it. There's a new DVD out. It's been out for a few months. It's by Louise Hay. It's called "You Can Heal Your Life," and I
4: never book. Right? Yeah.
0: And the books are great. They are, but it's really fun to see it in a visualization. It's a story of a young woman who has this repetitive, negative dialogue going on in her head, and how it's messing up her whole life and then how much work she has to go in and that it's not easy and it will have these little takeouts from people like Greg Braden and Wayne Dyer and Christine Northrup talking about the challenges that they had in their life and how they had to really work on their mental thinking and, and so it's a wonderful sh- um, movie because it shows you that this is not easy and, yeah. and that's why you haven't done it yet you know, or I shouldn't say done it you have tried many many times but yeah. you, you haven't succeeded yeah. at it yet because you stopped too soon
4: uh, I stopped 10 seconds before the miracle. It
0: could very well be something like that. And and you'll need to be consistent and dedicated at it because you really have nothing more to lose at this point. From yeah. Right. And so you're going to have to think more positively so that you can affect yourself for your future. Okay. Okay. And you can do this. Okay. You absolutely can. I see... I've seen lots of people, they surprise me all the time, thankfully. And I love seeing people change their lives and be happy and have all the things that they want in their lives because everyone deserves that, and so do you. So well, pretend... I'm also, go ahead.
4: i also going through withdrawal from Prozac cold turkey.
0: Oh, wow. Did you talk to your doctor about that?
4: I can't go to the doctor. I, I can't afford it. I right. even see you anymore. Right. And there, there's even, even the, like, clinic here... Um, In Skeggett County, right, said if I don't have DSHS, they won't see me.
0: Well, you know, here's another option for you, and you'll have to call. and Unfortunately, I don't have the phone number, but I'm sure you could look it up. You know, Bastyr University has a clinic. Um, because they have naturopathic students and Chinese herbal medicine student, acupuncture students that work on the communities um, mm-hmm. to treat them. And that might be a great resource for you because it is for free. Oh, and cool. yeah, right. as, as, as far as I can remember, unless that's changed, but I, I'm, I feel confident that it's for free. And I would call the university, find out about their clinics, when their hours are <laughs> s- so that you can get on their list and then have some holistic medicine that perhaps could replace some of the medication that you've gone cold turkey off. How does that uh, sound?
4: I, yeah, because I'm like I'm like could mainline um, boxflower remedies. I would
0: <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because
4: I'm I'm using a lot of those. Yeah, and and um, you know, I'm just I, I'm having so much physical trouble. Well, it's like all the jig is up.
0: All the know? jig is up. I agree with you. The jig is up, and <laughs> and now it's time for you to choose to be surrounded by people who speak positively, who have positive thoughts and encourage you to do the same for yourself so that you can change your life and not wish that you were on the other side because your time is not now. And okay. and so you might as well enjoy figure out how you can really enjoy life here. So call Bastier and get some information from them and find out about their clinic hours. You might have to drive a little ways, but I think it'll be worth it. Oh cool, cool. Okay. okay? So You're welcome and blessings to you. I wish you a quick healing and joy oh. here on earth. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Okay. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines because we've got a few more callers on on the air.
1: Okay, we've got Lisa from Seattle on the line.
0: Great. Hi, Lisa. Hi. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm calling about my father. He had a sudden illness that took him to the hospital last weekend. He's out now. And I'm just wondering if it's getting better, if there's any residual.
0: Well, you know what? First of all, I just love your dad. Oh, I you. really do. And I'm kind of picky. I give people, you know, I, I think that some, I know everyone's doing the very best they can, but I'm a little bit picky. And I really like your dad. So oh, he's, he's a great guy. Oh my gosh. He's just a sweetheart. And what I would be worried about with your father is I think he'll mask his symptoms. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to tell you when he's not feeling great. That, that
2: sounds
7: right. Yeah.
0: And so if, if you can have some regular checkups going on, or is he living with you or is he on his own? He's on his own. Yeah, so someone needs to be checking on him regularly, even if it's a visiting nurse or some sort of volunteer, you know, with the family or whatnot, and and really like checking on him, like somebody checking his blood pressure, walking, watching his gait, all of those things, so that if if something starts to show up, you guys can get him to the hospital before things become somewhat urgent. Um, but in my mind, and I don't know how old your father is, he is declining. And it's it seems like a steady decline from what I can see. Yeah. The,
2: the night that he went into the hospital, I had a dream, and, and there was a, a connection where I heard temporarily yours.
0: Oh. And I,
2: I just thought, okay, that might be, I, I'm aware of that, and I think that might be happening.
7: But right.
0: Yeah. I love that message because... Um, you know, when the universe communicates t- to us, it's very neutral. It's not dramatic, you yeah. know. And I just love um, what they what you heard temporarily yours. It was yeah. a sign, mm-hmm. you know, that he's here for a while but not a very long time. I can't go out past – I can actually go a little bit past three years. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I kind of get stuck at three years. And, of course, it's completely up to your father and what he decides to do. But I do believe he's on a decline. Yeah. And he's an independent guy. He doesn't like – People fussing on him. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe if you guys can do it, even a hi, Dad. We just came over to bring some pizza, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, so that. Um, and I would love it if his blood pressure was checked regularly. And oh, I
2: can do that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. That would be wonderful. So yeah. I think your insight was right on.
4: Well, great.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry. But at the same time, um, it'll help everyone spend as much time with him as they can so that you can all speak and love each other before he decides to go visit the rest of the family that's on the other side.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: thank you. And You're thank welcome. you for the work you do. Oh,
0: thank you so much. And give your dad a hug for me. I will. Thank you. All right. Good night. All right. And why don't we go ahead and go to our next caller?
1: Okay. We've got Jane on the line from Seattle.
0: Hi, Jane. Hello. No. Hi, Jane. Yes, this is Joan. Joan. Hi, Joan. How are you? Hi. Um, what can I do for you tonight?
7: I, oh, great.
0: Um, <laughs> I know it's a little <laughs> disorienting when you're on hold for a while. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> yeah.
7: I have a uh, 26-year-old nephew mm-hmm. who lives in Florida. and I live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he was born with uh, two chambers in his heart.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
7: And he right now is in uh, the hospital with, like, I'm not quite sure if he's kidney failure or not.
0: Uh-huh.
7: hes um, They're talking about a heart-liver transplant,
0: mm-hmm.
7: um, putting him on the list mm-hmm. pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, can you see anything you know, in his future that, that might give us some
0: hope? Yeah, and I'm so sorry, you because know, he's so young. He and, is. And he's adorable. He's
7: a wonderful kid. He
0: really is. And, you know, and... There are times, many times when I talk to people and I hope I'm wrong, you know, and and I'm not 100 percent accurate. So this is one of those times where I hope that I'm wrong. But earlier in the show, I talked about how young people slip away. Yeah. And I don't think there are coincidences when I'm working with individuals. And when I'm on the air to me, I'm at work, you know. Yeah. And and so I think that your nephew may be one of the people in that category. I will tell you this much. He is a fighter. Yeah. He doesn't complain. Right. You know, he's going to go through all the tests and everything that needs to be done. And I I think it'll just depend. Can they find the right organs for him at the right time without other things failing? Uh Because he is really sick. Yeah, In my mind, you know, when I look at him, even though he's got the most gorgeous smile on his face, despite yeah. his health issues. Um, I, I think that they, that everyone's going to work diligently and very hard to make sure that your nephew is treated. And I know everyone's working towards him healing. And maybe perhaps he'll even get the transplant. But I do think that his life will be cut short.
7: Yeah, I've, I, I've been thinking that as well. Yeah,
0: you know, I I don't think he'll live to see his 30th birthday. Okay. But... I could be wrong. That's right. He may
7: make another choice.
0: Right. He may make an absolutely different choice. Or maybe, you know, medical science will come up with something that is profound and and he's able to somehow walk out of the hospital, you know, holding on to the family members that he loves. I will tell you this much, that when your nephew passes, he will be a guardian for the rest of the family. He loves his family very much. He's um, been kind of homebound for a while, and he, um, he will do everything he can to watch over all of his extended family member, including his um, you know, his initial family. So yeah. he is a jewel. He is. He really is, and I'm so sorry that your family is having to go through this. And, and, of course, I'm sending him tons of light and wishing him complete health and recovery. Oh, that's
7: wonderful. And I'm
0: sorry that you're having yeah. to go through this. I really am.
7: Marie, can you tell me, is there... Um is, is there something more that I'm supposed to do with him than, than just be a moral support? Yeah,
0: I actually think there is. And and this might be a little, I don't think it'll be as challenging on your part. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. It might make you a little nervous. Um, but it might be a little challenging on his in, in terms of, you know, he's in an interesting situation where death is close. You know, it could be close, right? Yeah. And yet, he doesn't talk about death.
7: No, he doesn't. Yeah.
0: And I, I, and you're comfortable with it for for some lovely yeah. reason. Yeah. I think it would be really nice if you, if you get the opportunity to be able to breach or broach that subject with him so that he can have some insight into what could potentially happen. That could actually help him live longer because it sounds like he's in resistance to talk about death. Yeah. And that's why he's willing to do anything to save his life. And and what I find, he's so strong because he goes through a lot of procedures. And again, I see a smile on his face yeah. mo- most yeah. of all. But I, I think it's a valuable subject for us to talk about at any time, but particularly this time. Maybe in preparing him, you know, if you can find casual, fun or interesting, I know fun may not be a word that he would use, but kind of interesting conversations about death so that if indeed this does happen to him, that he'll be somewhat prepared. You know, um, as people get closer and closer to death, they start to experience the other side. You know, they sleep longer. They seem to be less, co- you know, coherent. And they start to begin to see family members and other dimensions. And I think that if you have some insight into that, then it won't be scary. You know, it'll be... Because it, eventually people do warm up. But some people it can be scary. And when you're young and you haven't experienced maybe a lot of death, um, then it's something that would be helpful for him.
7: And his parents... Uh, especially his mom, um, and I'm not sure my brother as well, being his father. Um, I mean, they. I think they're the ones who are terrified to think about death. Of
0: course, I know. And in and, and what I was looking at, and I don't know if you'll be visiting him or you'll be on the phone with him. I'm seeing kind of a quiet night, just you and him, and you just bring up some simple subject matter that could go towards death. And then th- that's an opportunity for him to ask a few questions because oh, he might, yeah, he might start to wonder, wow, you know, things are not looking so good here because he's a very sensitive young man. Yeah, and so you know, hospital staff know when things are starting to go a little bit south, and and sensitive people can read that on the faces of their caregivers, and then sometimes it can make them curious, like, well, wait a minute, you know, and, and not that the hospital staff is intending that, but it's kind of hard to wop, wipe away some worry or disappointment when you have a patient that's not doing very well yeah so I see some midnight or late night meetings where you're there maybe his parents have gone home for the day or you know maybe you're at home I don't know I imagine he'll be in the hospital and um, and somehow the conversation is brought up and there's your opportunity to hold his hand through this yeah and and I think you're going to do great Oh, really, good. you're going to do great. And, and I think that, you know, if indeed he passes, I think that his parents will also be grateful that you had a few moments with him to discuss it.
7: Good. Yeah. Um, one of my thoughts is that, you know, when that when that time comes, I don't know, if, like right now they're talking about his kidneys failing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's,
0: exactly true or not? They're just testing? Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure that's true myself. I've been in his kidneys a couple of times. And, mm, you, you know, he's got so many organ problems going on, uh-huh. that the kidneys are not the ones that are screaming at me, but they okay. could very well be related because of the mounting health issues that he has. Uh-huh. But it's, it's not my, it's not my main place when I'm in his body. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it'll be interesting to see. And, and of course, you know, perhaps the kidneys are just next on the line of other things to start to have problems. Okay. Yeah, that could very well be what's around the corner. But I, I thought okay. I
7: would go down and. and um, I think you should be with
0: him. I, I think you should, and I think you'll enjoy it, and it will be beneficial for yeah. all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Joan. Thank you for calling in, and of course, I wish you and your extended family all the best and thank you. a lot of love and miracles abound. I yeah, wish you all miracles. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. Bye S- bye. Bye bye now. So, I'm just going to go over a few things because we've got just another minute or so here on the Marie Manu Show. I'm going to be in Bellingham. I taught there all last year. So, I'm going to go back for an all day Saturday class called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life on August 16th. I'm 90% sure on that date. It's a Saturday. And I will be in Fairhaven in the library in the fireplace room. So, that's what I'll be doing in the summer. Um, this Saturday, as you know, because was um, there was a nice commercial about the healing our children's issues. And we still have room in that class. It's at the Marriott in Seattle, free parking. It's all day, um, 10 to 5. And we'll be talking about many other subjects, but really focusing on children's health issues. And as you know, the Wednesday night class, which is coming up, I believe, on the 18th, I know I should have my schedule up here. It's a Wednesday night class. Is that right, Tom? Is that the 18th? Yes, he's giving me the nod. And it is um, connecting to um, the energy field. So learning how to bring positive, co-creating through the energy field, learning how to connect to the positive field of intention. That's the name of that class. So I look forward to meeting all of you in classes and private sessions. And of course, thank you so much for calling into the radio show. You touch my heart very deeply when I get the opportunity to speak to you. I wish you a wonderful evening and joyful blessings. Good night.
2: News expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM KKNW Seattle and KWJZ 98.9 FM Digital HD3 Seattle.